We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. So you see, we're blessed because we have more of the Word of God than they had under the Old Covenant. We'd have to have more faith then because we have more promises. See, the promises of the New Covenant, they could not have had this same faith under the Old Covenant because they did not have the promises we have under the New Covenant. So the faith that we're talking about here is the faith that comes from God's Word here under the New Covenant. And if we'll grasp these truths and find out that there is a law that causes faith to come or divine energy of God to be manifest in our lives, then it'll work in the practical aspects of life in everything that you do daily. So we need to understand that the law of faith operates the same as God said it would operate. It operated under the Old Covenant, but they were not taught much about it under the Old Covenant. You see, God didn't say much about it. Now, they did operate in faith. Abraham believed God it was imputed to him for righteousness. But there was no instruction of how or why it worked. God told Joshua, says, Don't let this book of the law depart out of your mouth, but meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. Now, see, the book of the law was all the word of God that they had at that point. So what he was saying to them was, don't let my word depart out of your mouth. Now what that means is, don't quit saying it. It doesn't mean don't speak it. It means the very opposite. It means keep speaking it. Keep saying what I said. And he said, if you'll do that, then you observe to do all that's written therein. You see, the power to do it is in the fact that you are speaking and saying it. Now, God didn't explain that under the Old Covenant. He just told them what to do. So there was no instructions that went with it. Now, if they obeyed what God said, then they'd get exactly what God said they would have. See, He told him, if you'll do this, you'll observe and do all that's written therein, then thou shall make thy way prosperous. In other words, Joshua you will make your way prosperous. It wasn't up to God. It was up to Joshua to be obedient to what God said. Now see, the same principle that we're operating here under in the new covenant was in effect then. It worked the same, but God did not share this with them. Now, if you'll notice under the old covenant, God didn't tell them much about the devil either. There was very little said about the devil under the old covenant. In fact, the way the Bible is written in the Old Testament, and if you'll do some study on this, you'll find out it's true that most of the people in those days, if not all of them, believed that everything happened to you came from God. And that's where people get their heads squirreled up when they go to taking things out of the Old Covenant and trying to apply it over here, certain things out of the Old Covenant. For instance, where it says that God sent fiery serpents among them, and where it says that God created evil. Well, now just because there's one scripture in the Bible that says that God created evil doesn't make it so. 
And if you'll do a little study on it, you'll find out, in fact, Robert Young the foremost, was the foremost authority on the Hebrew language in one of his books called, in fact, I think it's out of print now, but it was called Hints to Bible Interpretation, says concerning that and also concerning some of the other scriptures that indicate, you know, it says an evil spirit from God was sent to so-and-so. Well, now you know God didn't send an evil spirit to somebody. But he says of this that it was written this way because there was no verb in the allowing sense in the Hebrew language. So they translated in a causative sense. In other words, it was translated that God caused it. But the actual Hebrew was saying God allowed it to come to pass. Now that will help you in some things. Because under the old covenant, there was not the knowledge that we have under the new covenant. Now, that's exactly why Job said what he did. He said, the Lord hath given and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, now, it was great that Job was willing to still bless the name of the Lord, even though he thought God took everything he had. But it was just simply not true. It was true that Job said that, but it wasn't true that God did that. Sometimes we forget that Job couldn't read the first chapter of Job and find out it was the devil that did it. <laughs> See, it'd have been good if he could have read the book of Job. He'd have found out some things. But he couldn't do that. But we can, see. Now, I saw a bumper sticker that was more accurate than what Job said. The bumper sticker said, The Lord giveth and Uncle Sam taketh away. <laughs> away. <laughs> well, you see, Job believed it was God. But it wasn't God. It was the devil that did it. And it tells you there that it was. Now somebody said, yeah, but you see, God turned him over to the devil. No, he said, he's in your hand. He's in your power. He was already there. It was his fear that got him in there. See, Ecclesiastes, I think it's chapter 10, I don't remember the verse, says this, He that breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Well, that's what Job did. His fear broke the hedge down. A serpent bit him. Job admitted himself in the third chapter, verse 25 and two or three verses there. He said, the thing I've greatly feared has come upon me. The thing I was afraid of has come unto me. Well, I don't know how we got on that. But anyway, maybe we was answering somebody's question. Where were we? We were back here in the 11th chapter of Hebrews. Talking about faith being the substance of things. Now, substance is a raw material. In other words, if faith is a substance of things, and it's the evidence of things hoped for, then that must be something that we desire, right? I mean, you wouldn't hope for something you don't desire, would you? So faith is a substance of things desired. Now let me show you the opposite end of this truth. And quite often we miss this, and because we do, we get over on the other end of it and get in trouble. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, or the substance of things desired. Then right on the other hand, there is an opposite force of faith. The opposite force of faith is called fear. And faith cometh by hearing the word of God... And fear, which is an opposite force, which is spiritual force. Faith is a spiritual force. Fear is a spiritual force, but it's on the negative side. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Fear cometh by hearing the words of the devil. 
So fear, now we're not talking about the fear of God. You see, the fear of God means you believe God and you have an awesome reverence for Him. That's a different fear altogether. But when somebody said, well, I'm afraid that I'm going to be sick, that means you believe you're going to be sick. That's faith on the negative side, which is fear, which is faith in the devil's ability to make you sick. Instead of faith in God's ability to keep you well. Somebody says, well, I'm afraid this is going to happen or that's going to happen. That means you believe it's going to happen. Because if you take where it says fear, in the scriptures where it says fear, and just insert the word believe, you'll find out it makes the same meaning in most cases. Now, some cases it wouldn't, but when it's talking about fear as being afraid of something, because if you're afraid of something, that means you believe that something (laughs) is going to do something to you. Now, if faith is a substance then of things hoped for or desired, then fear, which is an opposite force, must be the substance of the things you don't desire. Now, the problem is, is when we don't recognize that there is always an opposing force to what we face here in this life. God gives us the positive side that will put us over in life, Faith cometh by hearing God's word, and faith is a builder. Faith is a healer, far as keeping our bodies well, because if it's the substance of things desired and you desire healing, then it's the substance of that thing. It is of the same value as that thing. Then right on the other hand, the opposite force is that fear, when it is exercised, will cause the thing not desired to be in manifestation. So that's why Job revealed to us some things there in the Scripture. God inspired the writer to include that. What he said concerning God taking it away, because the Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for reproof, for rebuke, for instruction and righteousness. And you see, if you read that, you'll find out in the book of Job, the 42nd chapter, that it said God gave Job twice what he ever had. In other words, that's what God did to Job. I've heard people say, well, you know what God did to Job. Yeah, I do. Gave him twice what he ever had. Twice as much as he had. That's what God did to Job. But it's another thing what fear did to Job. Fear stole everything he had. Got him in the hands of the devil. And you see, fear brings oppression. But faith is the substance of things desired. What is it we desire? I don't know about you, but I desire what God has given me, don't you? I desire to obtain unto what God has promised me in the Scripture. Now, I may not have it in manifestation, but faith is a substance of it. And if I can get the faith of the spiritual force that will cause the manifestation of it, my action will fulfill the requirements to cause that thing to come into manifestation. Thank you for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our offer this week is CD offer number 7246. It's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. It's entitled The Law of Faith. Now, when we talk about the law of faith in the Romans, the 10th chapter, the Apostle Paul deals with this. He says, For Christ is an end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. 
But Moses describeth the righteousness which is the law, that the man that doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. And what does it say? You move down to verse 8 where it says, What saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. First, the word of God is in your mouth, then it's in your heart. Then he says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thy heart God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In other words, salvation means deliverance, preservation, healing, and soundness, total prosperity. And it says, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. In other words, the word is nigh you, it's in your mouth and in your heart. In chapter 10 and verse 17, the Apostle Paul states, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear the word of God, the more you have faith in the word of God, and you find that there is a law, that what you speak and proclaim you begin to believe, and what you say you can have if you believe and doubt not in your heart. Jesus tells us this in Mark eleven twenty three. He says, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, not doubt in his heart, but believe what he is saying will come to pass, he shall have. What's he going to have? He'll have whatsoever he saith. Didn't say he'd have what he prayed. He didn't say he'd have what he feared. He says he'll have whatsoever he saith, if he believe and doubt not in his heart. So we must believe and not doubt in our heart. That's offer number 7246. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.